Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 14th. I'm your host, Anastasia Yaglova. President George Bush wraps up his tour of Latin America today, leaving the region a bit empty-handed. No substantive deals were made, and there was very little hard talk about real issues during what can best be described as a public relations tour to reestablish America's reputation in Latin America. With us today to comment on Bush's social justice trip is Director of the Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity, Ian Vasquez. What was the purpose of the president's tour of Latin America? The tour of Latin America is being sold as a way to counter Chavez's influence in the region, and it's turning out to be mostly symbolic. There's certainly nothing of substance in any of the countries that he's visiting, so I don't expect that this will have any influence whatsoever. On countering the wave of populism in Latin America, or on Chavez's influence in the region, which I think is highly exaggerated, I do think that the trip that he's taken has fed into the Latin American schizophrenic attitude that exists toward the United States, in which whenever the United States becomes actively involved in the region, Latin Americans accuse Washington, often rightfully so, of interventionism. And when the United States reduces its interventions, it's accused of ignoring the region or not paying enough attention to it. What has to be learned by both Washington and Latin American leaders and Latin Americans is that Latin America's problems are created in Latin America. Poor governments, poor policies are creating these problems for the most part, and that's something that even Washington has to learn because it often behaves as though. Its own conduct has the answers and can determine the direction of events in Latin America, and that's simply not true. Well, speaking of problems in Latin America, how big of a problem is populism, and how much influence do you think Chavez wields? Populism is a big problem in Latin America today. There is really a divided region. You see, for example, countries like Bolivia, like Venezuela, now Ecuador and Nicaragua, for example. That are populist or have populist governments of various degrees. Argentina is one of them as well. You also have, on the other hand, most of the Pacific Rim countries that have opted for governments that are generally democratic and market-oriented, and these have been governments that have been elected recently in popular elections. So you have a divided region, and even in the countries that have elected one form of government or another, you have divided populations with a large majority. Either wishing they had a more populist government or wishing they had a more market-oriented government, this is a problem. But to be a populist in Latin America or elsewhere, and to be a successful populist politically, you have to have resources. And the only country in the region that really fits that description is Venezuela, which is the reason why Hugo Chavez has been a successful populist. This is not true of the other countries, and this is good news. Because economic and political reality will impinge on populist fantasies there, and already we're seeing the difficulties of trying to undertake a populist program in Bolivia. There are plenty of people who simply don't agree with it, and the president there doesn't have the resources to buy everybody off, as has been the case in Venezuela. The other truth of Latin America is that Latin American countries actually don't get along. And so Chavez's dream of uniting the region under his own leadership is simply that—it's a fantasy. And we've already seen how the nationalizations of gas companies in Bolivia have created real frictions with Brazil, 
which owned those gas companies, and other neighbors that are suspicious of future nationalizations and also of the support that Chavez gave to Bolivia. This is also true of all the neighbors of Ecuador and of Nicaragua, which received support from Venezuela. So that on the surface it may seem like the region is somehow united in opposing the United States and supporting some view of a unified Latin America that cares for the poor. But in practice, countries actually have their own national interests, and governments do too. So that will create real limitations on what Chavez can accomplish. You know, Bush hasn't really addressed any of these issues during his tour. He's focused mostly on social justice, ignoring the much larger issues of immigration, trade, and the spread of populism. Bush has talked about this concept of social justice and inequality, which is really the language of the left to try to endear himself and the United States to the region. But I think that that is a losing strategy. I think that the winning strategy is, in fact, the policy that he has set in place in the past two years, which stresses free trade with the region. When the Bush administration started out with a rocky start with respect to Latin America, because it actually said that it was going to pay more attention and promote these ideas, but then it sent mixed signals and incoherent policies, put up some trade tariffs, it bailed out some countries and not others, it was unclear why that was so, and so it sent mixed signals to the region. But in the past several years, the strategy has been more straightforward, and that is to engage in free trade agreements with those countries that are interested in doing so with the United States. And I think that that is the best policy that the United States can have, one that limits it to that area in which it actually can make a difference, opening up its markets and getting other countries in the region that are interested in doing so to do the same. And the benefit of opening up Latin American markets is not to gain access to those markets The benefit is for Latin American countries to open up their own economies, which is really the only way to break the privileges and the mercantilism that has existed there for so long, and to actually create dynamic economies rather than create a system where those countries have access to the U.S. market but don't make any internal changes. Latin America will only become wealthier if it makes internal changes. The majority of support for the Cato Institute's work comes from individuals, and Cato depends solely on tax-deductible contributions to provide the public with a wealth of free resources, including this podcast. We hope you'll consider supporting or even joining Cato. For information, please go to www.cato.org.